This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We are thrilled to welcome our next guest joining us via Zoom, who's our colleague at the Fuqua School, Duke University, Professor Christine Mormon. Uh, she's a marketing professor professor there at Duke, and she's also the founding and managing director of the CMO survey, and she has informed us she has brand new results just came out that are available on her website, so you can look at them in more detail, but she's going to talk to us about the highlights of this brand new survey. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for coming to our show. Thank you very much, Barbara. It's my pleasure to join you and Americus. That's yeah, so let's dive into some of the big big effects you have here. I know you have 10 different topics. There's the big macroeconomic forecast topic. What's what's the headline in that that you found this year in the, or this month in your survey? So this is something we've been tracking since 2000, really 2008, but with the first set of results were published in 2009, which remember that was a, a historical low for the economy. We were just climbing, we were just starting to climb out of the Great Recession. And we saw that climb continue. With COVID, we saw it plummet again, um, down to near Great Recession levels. But interestingly, when we measured it now here in February or January rather, uh, we see it actually rise to um, really beyond, much beyond even pre-pandemic levels. So we can you can look at the exact numbers in the report, but the fact is that marketers are very optimistic about what's going on within the larger macro economy for their specific companies. Well, I mean, so one thing we're worried about is the economy. The other thing we're worried, and everybody's talking about this, and it looks like maybe you have some answers, is like, what's the new normal? What's customer behavior going to look like post-COVID? Right. So what insights can you give us on that? What do you know? from your survey about what customer behavior is going to look like? Well, one of the things that we've asked over time is, you know, what, what are, what, what do marketers think their customer priorities are going to be? And so we ask about things like superior product quality, excellent service, trusting relationship, innovation, and low price. And, and uh, this year we decided because of all of the sort of major influx of digital into firms to add customer experience um, and not only because of digital, but because, you know, it's, it's, it's a really important factor. And that, in fact, emerges as the most important factor um, that, that marketers think consumers are going to prioritize. And that varies, of course, a little bit by sector. Uh, services are stronger than products because services are intangible. And so creating that experience is really important. Um, but nevertheless, it, it is sort of uniformly uh, rated as the as the number one priority. I was also wondering one of the big questions that marketers are going to be curious of from CMOs is how important is marketing? So one <laughs> of the things you start to see in in, in bad economic times is people cut marketing budgets. And mm. those of us say that's pretty short sighted. So right. what do people think about the importance of the role of marketing spend as we go forward? Well, in terms of maybe first, just the, 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 the importance of marketing, you're right. I mean, historically, if you talk to marketers, if you talk to CFOs, if you talk to CEOs, that's the, the, the tendency would be when times get tough, tough, they cut marketing, which again is kind of counterintuitive if you wanna grow and grow your way out of a slump. Mm -hmm. But in this case with COVID, 
it actually flipped the other way. So when we asked marketers, how has the role of marketing in your company changed in the last year? 72% said it increased in importance. That's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. That and is phenomenal. It's really phenomenal. And it's really uh, heartwarming, I think, for all of us because we, we want to see uh, marketers valued. We know how much they have to offer. And so um, this is part of that, what, that kind of red carpet moment, if you will, mm -hmm. that marketers have been you know, it's asked, our golden globe. That's right. We've been we've been asked. Right. We've, we've been asked to do more, and in some sectors, it's even higher. But 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 overall, it's just a, a really positive sign for the that's field. Yeah. That is actually shocking to me that's because people, you know, maybe they're optimistic about the economy in the future, but not today yet. But to right. still understand the importance of marketing and not think of it as an expense, right. that really is incredibly good news. Mm -hmm. The paparazzi finally want to take our picture, right? Right, Barbara, what are you gonna what what what's what's the dress you're gonna wear on the red carpet? <laughs> it's interesting though because there was all this data, Chris, about you know when they looked at the composition of of boards of trustees that advise companies, there often were were not very many marketing voices on those boards. Are you also seeing a kind of change in terms of the the recognition that okay, this is not just cost center stuff and tactics, but this is about strategy. This is about creating customer connection. This is about building deeper bonds with your customers, so that when a pandemic does hit, and they're sitting there, you know, thinking about what's important to them, that they don't suddenly you know exclude you from their their lives because you've been making that investment. Is that mm -hmm. what you're seeing as part of perhaps you know the the data that you're finding in the survey? That's a really good question. In fact, I'm writing it down so that I can ask it the next time because it's it's not something that we've tracked. Um, but you would expect that if if what I've just shared with you is really true, that marketing is valued more than it has been historically, we should then subsequently see um, or concurrently see that boards also um, that more marketers have roles on boards because you're right, it's a smaller number. Than, um, than I think is ideal. But the research also shows that we've published this in the Journal of Marketing that mm. um, that they that when marketers are on boards of directors, the growth of those companies right. is greater. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't I don't know if this research has ever been published, but I have read reports that there are more like if you look at the functional backgrounds of CEOs. There's mm. a greater number of marketers than any other functional background. Mm. I cannot verify that, but mm. it's worth it's probably worth a deeper look for people listening if you're interested in that. But mm -hmm. the point is marketing does, you know, it, 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 especially you know, depending on the type of industry. If you're in an industry where you really want to grow, marketers in particular have a really important role to play. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting you say that about boards. Um, I happen to know because we're looking for a, people on our board and, and looking for a new CEO. I mean, what you said about CEOs. I was talking to uh, search firms about, you know, when they scope for C CEOs in the pharma business, mm. they have specifically said that it is generally the CEO in the pharma industry come from sales. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's what you mean by marketing or um, because the sales is a growth function, and a, and a lot of these firms, sales and marketing aren't the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's what you mean by the CEO, you know, the results you were citing. Was it more sales or marketing or, you this know, was any, yeah. well, there, I think this was anybody who had sales 
uh, or marketing in their background. I think they counted both any any marketing related function, which I know is clouding a number of important distinctions. Hmm. Uh, but but in this case, they swept everybody into that category. Um, you know, I could also share if you guys are interested. I've got a couple. I can share a little bit more on digital hmm. um, trends, and then also social and political. We went after those topics oh. because we've had such a big year, hmm. you know, um, and in on these issues with the the election, mm-hmm. with George Floyd and everything that happened. Yeah, that we we decided to ask marketers about their role in those activities, what their mm. companies were doing. So I would love to be able to talk about those things too, if you oh, like. Oh, that would be fantastic. Merrick and I are constantly bringing up those topics yes, on the this time. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I could talk a little bit about, um, would you like me to talk about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, so we asked marketers, you know, like, what, how much more are you spending on DE and I um, mm-hmm. in your companies? And they, the average about was about nine percent. Uh, and I don't know if that's high or, or not. It's hard for me because it's the first time we've ever asked the question. Mm-hmm. But we can definitely say it's more than they were spending. Mm-hmm. And then when we ask them what they're and sorry, spending- Chris, just to interrupt you for just a second, mm-hmm. just so, so, so that there's clarification for our listeners. That's nine percent of what? That's we asked because marketers in a survey like this, people are not likely to give us actual numbers. So mm-hmm. we always ask about percent change. Okay. Oh, uh, percent change. Okay. Right. So okay. we asked by what percent has marketing spending on DEI changed in gotcha. the last year? So it's mm-hmm. grown up by nine percent. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it but when we asked them what are you spending it on, the biggest categories were brand and communications. So mm. they were more external facing mm. in their orientation and then secondarily training and employees. Oh, that's um, interesting. So you you can decide- That's, that's really interesting, Chris, because I'm sorry to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. in some sense, it's like, that seems backwards. Because yeah. it's, it seems like you should be focused on creating the right internal thing. And then once you have that a bit solidified, then you can kind of take it to the world and talk about the things that you're doing. Am I wrong on this or, does, or do you have a similar? I here, agree here. with that. Mm-hmm. Here, here. I mean, Tony Shea says, you know, um, our, our, our brand, what does he say? Our culture is our brand. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. This kind of inside, you know, what's going on on the inside is really what then, is, you know, consumers see on the on the outside. Um, I think there was a lot of pressure to get things right on the outside, mm-hmm. and so it's not as if they didn't spend anything on on employees and training, but just relatively speaking, but that's there was a significant change, almost ten percent change. That's amazing. I think that's yeah. pretty big. Yeah, it that's, is. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. It's good, right. it's good to see they're putting their money where their mouth is, but then they should also put, you know, the culture and make sure it's an authentic appeal. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And then we asked people, uh, asked marketers to rate the degree to which their company had developed an inclusive approach to marketing decision-making, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, they kind of vet their decisions against oh. D, against DE&I, which is more yeah. of a process check, which we thought was kind of neat. Uh-huh. And we asked that on a seven point scale and looking at the results, it's very mid range. So 3.6. So sort of half of the sample was was you know on the agreement side and 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 the other half n- n- not very highly. In fact, only five point six percent rated it a seven, which was mm. very highly. So I think we've got some work to do there. Interesting. Um, and I know that Walmart is a company that has really put um, uh, has has done really well with this. They've developed uh, a process, and they they literally just vet every decision 
against or through that process that mm-hmm. they make in the marketing area. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, you know what? We're out of time, but we're going to give you five seconds to tell us the single biggest thing that you took away from your survey this time. What was your personal favorite result? Well, I just, we didn't get to talk about it, but I would love for people to look at the digital inroads and on all of the change that occurred there, you know, that what marketers were spending their money on, how they were, you know, what kinds of investments they were making in marketing analytics or, you know, uh, new digital interfaces, because there's a lot there. There's a lot happening that really, I think, shows the strength of marketing and its ability to contribute. That's great. Thank you very much for being on our show and sharing your results, Chris. Thanks, and Chris. where can people go to find the more results if they want to dig deeper? Because there's tons of data here. There's tons of data. We do this really completely free of charge. Everything is made available to marketers wow. all over the world. Nice. You can go to you can go to cmosurvey.org. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 